Welcome to Cafecito con Math, a podcast about showing up, doing more, and doing better for people. We're on a mission to help people become visible, active, and successful in their financial lives. Join us. Hello, everyone. My name is Doris Vasquez, and I'm a Senior Client Success Manager here at MAF and today's podcast host. Last week, we heard a little bit from Diana, a business owner who runs her own dog walking and daycare business. And like many other small businesses, she's had to navigate the challenges of COVID-19, all while supporting her child, herself, and her dreams. I think it it hit home once I had to close my business. I had to call every single one of my clients, say thank you, remind them that I was going to be out here waiting for them, but just not knowing who was eventually going to come back and having no idea or expectation if I was losing my business that night, making those calls or things were going to go back to normal eventually. Today, we're taking a step back to learn more about the firsthand experiences of people working through COVID-19. Diana has been with MAF for about 10 years now, and she's here with us today to share her own story. So, hi Diana, thank you so much for being our special guest. Before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? First of all, thank you, Dory, for having me here. I've been with the organization as a, I guess, client. I don't know if that's the correct word because you guys are just like a huge help for me and many new entrepreneurs. So my name is Diana. I've been running my own small business for about 10 years now. I started out back in 2012 with you guys, and that's when I, I had just gotten everything, like my, my permit, my business name, the whole thing. And I was very lucky to run into you guys because the help that you guys have provided for me has been just vital to my growth and everything. That's great, Diana. Well, thank you for sharing. I do remember the time that you know we did the application and, and did all the requirements for that business. I'm glad that it's still blooming. But, you know, we also wanted to talk about the time when the pandemic started and how our community was impacted by the pandemic. So would you be able to share with me when you first started hearing about COVID-19, what was your initial reaction? Did you think it was going to impact your life? And if so, how was this pandemic going to impact your life? Did you have any idea? So it's funny. When I first heard about it, We were scared because we just knew like it was happening out there. I think it was back in other countries and it was just like starting to come here. I don't think myself or anyone knew at what extent it would impact our daily routines. You know, it was scary to hear about it, but I didn't really have any expectations. I didn't really know how it was going to impact every single area of our lives. I think it, it hit home once I had to close my business. So I think that was back in March 16, 2020. When I had to make those calls because we're shutting down in San Francisco, all operations. And that night I had to call every single one of my clients, say thank you, remind them that I was going to be out here waiting for them, but just not knowing who was eventually going to come back and having no idea or expectation if I was losing my business that night, making those calls or things were going to go back to normal eventually, which neither of those happened. It was kind of like an in-between. Like I did lose over 40% of my clientele because many of them stayed working from home. But yeah, I didn't have an idea of how big it was going to impact my day-to-day life. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people uh, remember March 16, and that's a date, you know, that will be remembered, I think, in, in history, right? Because we never lived anything like this before. I mean, it must have been really hard for you calling your clients. Can you maybe share a little bit about, you know, what was the reaction and if you were able to continue working during the crisis after March 16? The one thing I just have to say, every single my, one of my clients was very supportive. They're more like friends and family to me because I care for their doggies, just like a family member every single day. So I built really strong bonds with each one of my clients. So calling them, it was good to feel their support. It was really good to feel their love, how grateful they were for me. But I just knew at the end of the day, I didn't know who was going to lose their jobs. Many of them lost their jobs. Many of them moved out of town. But it just gave me hope. It gave me hope that regardless of who was going to be able to like come back to daycare with us and who wasn't, just knowing we were there for each other throughout it all. Like even the ones who moved away, like we're, we used to talk to each other. I think this time has been very, it's brought the best in many of us. I know there's like bad things going out there with crime and stuff, but the good kind-hearted people, it brought out all the love, all the support. Like we were just there for each other, not knowing how we're going to support each other when we're there offering, you know? And that was just, I got to say, I, I just feel really lucky and blessed to have the people that I have in my life, you guys, my clients, like my family, just really blessed. Yeah, I hear you, Diana. I think that I have seen a lot of, you know, people doing good things. And, and that's, that just speaks a lot about the community and, and how close and how supportive they are of each other. But during the pandemic, I know that, you know, you mentioned that you're a dog walker. Uh, once you started, you know, going back to work, and walking your dogs, the fact that, you know, you had to meet people. I mean, were you scared? Uh, did you feel safe? Yeah. How, how did you do it during the pandemic specifically? So if I can remember, I believe I started opening back up my business maybe two to three weeks after we closed down, maybe three weeks. And the reason why we were able to start operating back sooner than other places, it's because we are an outdoor daycare. So it was really tricky there. I have this dog walking community on Facebook and it was a lot of going back and forth. Like, should we like, we were just very diligent about not breaking any of the rules. You know how like rules came like updating and just new information was coming out. So like, we're just wanting to make sure we're following all the rules and keeping everybody safe. So when I started opening back up uh, three weeks after, I changed many of my daily routines. I used to, before going to my clients' homes, nobody would be there, pick up their puppy, put it in my car. I didn't think of it twice. After post-pandemic, when we started, you know, opening, I had hand sanitizer. I had gloves in the car. I had masks. Clients would, if they were working from home, they would have to come out to meet me on the street, the sidewalk. I would not be able to come inside their houses. And if they were not home, I would sanitize my hands put on my mask, open the door, come in, grab their doggy, go back to my car, sanitize my hands again. It was just sanitizing every exchange of dropping off and picking up. I wasn't, it's funny. Now I'm not scared. Now I'm just like following things that are, you know, now daily routines for all of us, right? Like sanitizing hands, putting mask on. But at that time, three weeks after we had closed and I opened back up, 
it still lingers in your head because we didn't really know like even opening like an Amazon package, many of you guys were using and I was using wipes and hand, you know, hand sanitizer. So it was a little bit scary, especially because I do have a kid at home. My son is five. So it's very having that in the back of your head of not dragging the virus back into your home, to your family, right? It was like that for everyone. And when you were making those exchanges, did you ever get a chance to talk to any of your clients? Did they share anything with you that maybe was affecting them or like emotionally or anything? Yes. Yeah, we would just like become our own support system and therapist. If I was having a good day or a bad day, I would share that with them. They would try to make me laugh. I would try to make them laugh. It was hard for many of them working from home. I feel really lucky being an outdoor business because many people who were working from home all the time were on the verge of going into depression too because you're not used to that. You need your social support system. So yes, we became closer. Oh, I got to say that before I would never see any of my clients. They would always be working. I would just sign the contract and almost never see them again for months at a time. This made every single one of those relationships so much stronger. Now I would just say like, we're more than just working together. Like they're my friends, they're my support system. They open up with me, I open up with them. So it changed for the better. Where did you turn for help? Whether it was financial or anything? So I was very lucky to have support system at home with my family. I was very lucky to have support system on every, each one of my clients. They were very supportive. Some of them even paid me through the close down many of them did. So they just knew they wanted me to be out here after we figured this out. So if they were able to afford it, they helped me out because they knew this was my only financial support for me and my family. The other thing was my mom, she's so resourceful. She was the one calling me to go find the help. I didn't think I would be able to apply for many of them because at the time I was a sole provider working by myself. My husband would sometimes help me because we would like one of us would be in parenting duty and the other one would be on, you know, pickup duty for the doggies. But under the, you know, I was just a sole proprietor. So I, I didn't think of me as a company. So it took me a lot of time. Maybe I lost a month or a little bit over to find out that I could apply for help as me, counting myself as an employee. So I, my company had one and it was me. And it took me a lot of time to figure that one out. I thought it was only for bigger companies who had employees outside of themselves. So thankfully, my mom was there to tell me that, no, it wasn't like that. So then I started calling places and applying for help maybe a month after we closed our doors. And during that search, did you feel that there was something missing? Yes, the support to apply for stuff. It was very overwhelming coming out with all the requirements for many of this help. Some of us are not that savvy with paperwork. So not having nobody in person, like when I go to you guys, to your office, you guys would be able to walk me through every step of the way. So just being at home and not having that support system. Because at that time, uh, we were not that virtual back then. Like, it's just like now it's like normal after, what, a year and a half. But at the beginning, like you had no support system. Like offices were closed, banks, like all the people was, it was just like either if you find somebody on the phone, but like math and many nonprofit organizations, they were shut down. So it was really hard to apply for this helps on my own without support system of 
okay, like I need this paper. I don't know where to get it. Just like those little details, it was hard to get every help finished from beginning to end. Yeah, I actually have heard that from a lot of our clients too. Now that I think, you know, the pandemic, it's been with us for a, a year and a half, right? What are your hopes, Diana, for post-pandemic? So for the future, for after things uh, going back to the way they were. Is there any anything that you're looking forward to? So one, I feel really blessed. I don't feel like my life changed a lot just because my job has always been like by myself. But post-pandemic, the one thing, okay, the one thing at my personal experience post-pandemic is not just having one source of income that I'm depending on. I had an awakening throughout that time. And instead of looking outwards, I started looking inwards. So I started um, a personal growth um, journey on my own. I was like, oh my God, you know, like nothing's permanent. Like you could have a job and you might feel like you're set, but something like this could happen. It throws everything off and your life depends on it. Your kid, your dogs, everything. So it just, it was a wake up call to like spread out my, how do they say? Like don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. So I started learning about investing. I started learning about personal growth. I started working on my mindset. So I think post-pandemic, it would be for people to just know they have more options to not go back to depending on one company or one thing or one job. Because then if, if that's gone, your security, everything goes with it. So post-pandemic, I would wish for everyone to make more options for themselves so that they're not in the situation I was in and many of us thousands or millions were in. The other thing would be, I feel like pre-pandemic, many of us were just telling ourselves we're just busy. Like we're, we're so busy working. We're so busy. Post-pandemic, you're like, I really need to build this uh, relationships because they're my community. They need me. I need them. And community building is vital for not getting depressed, just for like seeing positive. So I, I am a part of a, a dog walking community on Facebook and we just kept cheering for each other, referring clients. If some of my clients was moving to like a different neighborhood, even another city or state, we would just have this dog walking daycare community where we, we would just refer business to one another. It was a vital part of surviving. You gotta, you gotta take the time out and socialize and get to know your brothers and sisters out there doing all types of amazing dreams. Even if it's non-related to your immediate business, it's so rewarding. After you do it, you're just like, oh my God, I've been missing out in getting to know this amazing man, this amazing woman who are doing this for the community. We were missing out before, I feel like, just staying in our lane. Now it's like, no, we have to help each other out to make it out stronger. Thank you. That's the key thing, right? Never give up on your dreams. So, you know, I really appreciate you sharing with us everything that, you know, you've gone through from the beginning of your business through the pandemic, the inspiring words that you are sharing with people. I really appreciate the relationship that you have with Math and all the support that you provide us as as well. So thank you so much, uh, Diana. I wish you the best in your business for it to keep growing for more doggies and you know for you to keep expanding so so thank you and and we wish you the best thank you so much dory for having me here and i could not have gone this far out into my business without organizations like MAF and so many small business organizations in the city i know like all around california too but i'm just so grateful that i have you guys in my team 
Of course. And we'll always be here for you, Diana. And for our listeners, thank you so much for being with us for this episode. Next week, we'll return to the story of the Rapid Response Fund and the huge effort it took to deliver thousands of grants to immigrants across the country in a dire time. See you then. Thanks for listening to Cafecito con Math. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you can catch the next episode as soon as it's posted. And be sure to follow us online if you want to learn more about our work, join a free financial education class, or get more news and updates on Cafecito con Math. We're at missionassetfund.org and on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.